0: Welcome to Hindsight. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Fool. Let's get it started.
1: On this podcast, we've hacked hundreds of entrepreneurs' hindsight to help you, the listener, with better foresight. Now, guys, If you wanna know all about what we can do to help you focus on being
0: you, head over to gethhm.com. Keep pushing through those ups and downs that we all will have. We're still gonna have amazing conversations with amazing people. Hindsight hacking boils down to amazing conversations with some amazing people. All right, everybody, welcome back to Hindsight Hacking. And today we have a very special guest coming to you from somewhere in Mexico. She's traveling all over the world. She heard the (laughs) pandemic was there and caught in the U.S. and just ran for the hills. But more importantly, Miss Marina Carrick, Carrick, (laughs) Carrick, Carrick, Messing it up. But, you know, today you guys are in for a treat because if you want to find a way to get your mind right, if you want to find a way to to really work through all the things that so many of us, I really think, we just hide from, right? I really think we don't always we we stay on the surface. And uh, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. And uh, so today we're going to work through some of these anxiety issues. You know, you could you could talk sleep pattern, right? Like all the things that Marina can talk about. But I'm gonna I'm gonna read a little bit of your bio just to give a little more context to anybody listening, but Marina is a stress buster, joy finder, and holistic wellness coach focusing on stress and burnout prevention in high achievers and entrepreneurs. Her passion is helping people affected by chronic stress feel calm, confident, and resilient. Marina, welcome to the show. Thank you,
2: Corey.
1: Oh my gosh, this is like right up my alley right now. (laughs) This is kind of crazy, so I can't wait to get into it. But before we do, why don't you take a second and tell everyone a little bit more about you and how you got started in this?
2: Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Fran. So hi, everyone. Um, Marina Kurik, And as Corey mentioned, I'm a holistic wellness coach. But as a result of the pandemic, I really shifted my focus to focusing on stress first and foremost. So I've been a holistic health coach since about 2017. I was a formerly current chronic burnt out corporate professional myself which is who I work with today so I was building my business part-time since 2017 while being a consultant first then a program and project manager. I was working on the fastest growing startup at the time. I'm living in New York, so no stranger to the chronic stress and the busy lifestyle that so many um, of the major cities in the U.S. kind of promote. And, you know, living for the weekend, coping in all the different ways that I now teach about <laughs> and coach about as being unhealthy and just finding better ways to cope today. And yeah, as a result of the pandemic, you know, last April, is when I decided to focus on my business 100% of my time after about three years of building it part-time. And I was seeing what we're all seeing, right? The global stress level, the toll that the pandemic was having on mental health, which was already pretty much a crisis, especially in the US and big cities. And before the pandemic was just amplified so much more. And I used to work with a lot of professionals who do all the right things. So we eat healthy, we try to exercise, we know all the right things that we should be doing. And to a large extent, many people are doing those things. It's just that we are still fatigued and anxious and stressed despite all of those things. And so I really pivoted to focusing on stress as the core of well being because without that um, being in place, better stress management, I feel like, especially for corporate professionals, entrepreneurs, anyone, who is a high achiever who's looking to build something great in the world? It's so important to be focusing on how all our amazing drive and motivation affects our mental and physical health. So I now focus on stress and overcoming stress from both a physical, mental, and emotional standpoint.
0: Love it. And, you know, I'm going to ask you some questions, but I'm going to throw this out there. Ron and I, we were talking about in 2022, running an event. And I just had this vision of like day one, obviously mindset happens, you know, mindset's a lot of things and like the week one of a course or day one of an event, right. You got to get in the right frame of mind, but the stress aspect, like I just had this vision of you going to the room of however many people and just getting them in the right mindset along with like eliminating some of that stress, just through things you do in a big room. I don't know if that's, if that's what you do in big rooms or not, I don't know. I just had this weird vision of you doing it for our event. So <laughs> well,
2: that's amazing. And funny enough, I am going back to in-person events next week. So as you mentioned, I am right now I'm in Mexico. I've been here for the past year, kind of optimizing for my own well-being. But it seems like in-person events are coming back. So I'm on the East Coast next week for a customer's offsite site doing desk yoga and wellness workshops. So I'm so excited for that to be back.
0: Nice. Yeah. So good. Sorry, Ron talk over you there. Oh, good. Uh, so good. But I wanted to get, I wanted to ask one question just to kick this off and it it is what are top three things that you recommend for people that you don't know, for people that you don't know if I'm internalizing all my stress or if I'm good at it, you just, you know, as as you, anybody asks advice, like what's the number, top three things that you give to people right out of the gate before you really dig into that individual?
2: Yeah. So. The way I look at the tools that I use with others is they fall in the bucket of the mindset tools and the mindset hacks that we could be using when stress is rising and then also the physical tools. So how can we be supporting our body and actually signaling to our body that we're okay and overcoming stress from being stored and pent up. So a few simple things, right, as stress is rising, and I always get this question, it's like, I have, you know, I'm triggered, something just happened, I got an email, an unexpected bill, whatever it might be, what should I be doing um, right in that moment? So a couple things from the mindset point of view. So I always talk about the fact that stress is actually a really beneficial response that our body has. We always think of it as just 100% a negative thing that we should minimize as much as possible. But on the level of the body, stress is there to keep us safe. This is the same exact response that we've had for centuries, right? And so even today, we have that with us. It's there to protect us, to keep us safe. It's just that our body and our mind in that moment doesn't know that that's actually not a life-threatening event. So it's up to us to send that signal to ourselves, especially when you feel that stress spiral start rising, right? We feel like the punch in our stomach, uh, heartbeat starts raising, we start to breathe shallowly, all of those things, that cascade of emotions and feelings start to happen. The first thing to remind yourself, knowing that stress is there to keep us safe, is that you are safe. So especially with um, those uh, that I work with that are high chronic stress or on the level of anxiety, which is really thinking about like catastrophizing and thinking of the worst case scenarios is just coming back to the present moment. And if you really literally have to look around yourself, take a look around your surroundings, look down at your body, just do any sort of a reminder to yourself that, Hey, I'm actually safe. So this is just an email. This is, you know, a bill, this is a conversation, Whatever is happening in front of me, a news um, article that popped up on my phone. I myself in this moment am safe. So that's like the first thing to address with and between um, you and yourself and your body to just send that reminder. So then how do you send that beyond just a mindset shift and a mindset reminder on a physical level, the best thing that we have the first line of defense when stress is rising is our breath. And for most people, we think of breathing as just a process that happens in the background of our life. It is a function of, you know, just just a response that happens. It's interesting though, because it is one of few things that can also can happen both on a subconscious level and we can consciously control it. It's the same as blinking, right? These are two really unique things where if we don't think about it, yes, it happens in the background of our life. And when we're under stress, if we're not conscious of how we're breathing, more often than not, we start panting, we start taking shallow breaths, we're like gasping for air and we don't even consciously realize it. So the first thing on a physical level to do is to bring breath out of the background of our life into the foreground and to actually start being mindful of how it is we're breathing. When we deepen the breath, we send a physical signal. So not just a mindset signal, but a physical signal to the body that we're safe because when we're under stress, when we're actually being chased by a predator or being threatened, like our life is at stake, we can't breathe deeply. And so when we consciously breathe deeply, we are sending that signal to our body that, hey, we're actually okay, we're fine. And it's okay to start relaxing any amount. And when you do start to drop into deeper breaths, you drop into your rest and digest response, which is the parasympathetic response that we have. We have two, right? Fight or flight, which turns on unconsciously and starts that spiral. And we have the parasympathetic response, which is the break to that happening. So when we drop into the parasympathetic response via the breath, we actually can come back to thinking more clearly, being more at rest in the body, and then we can respond to whatever needs our attention from a place of more clarity. So those are just like two favorite things, one from the bucket of mindset, one from the physical bucket that I always share with others.
1: Oh my gosh. I love that. That spoke to me so much. Like literally, I, I was the person that said he thrived on stress. Mm. Right, right. I, I love stress. Stress was always good. Stress kept me alive. I've come to realize I hate it. So <laughs> that, that is something that is new. But I will say I've never suffered from anxiety probably my entire life until recently, Mm. until recently. And, and it's very interesting because I've had to be very mindful of the breath piece, right? Because I'll start realizing I'm holding my breath, Mm -hmm. right? And then the spiral, then I spiral into like oblivious craziness, right? And it's, you said something that I'm the master of the worst case scenario thoughts, right? There's nothing positive that's going to happen in my brain. It's going to be the worst case scenario. And Corey knows. (laughs) Corey knows I like that, right? So for those types of people, how do you help them get snapped out of it?
2: Yeah, so I love that question. And my business is actually called Sum of All Positive. So I am here for that dose of positivity for everyone. And you know, it's really any of the mindset tools, mindfulness, meditation, reframing, you know, asking more empowered questions, all of these things it's building a mental muscle just like you would a physical muscle. We take our body to the gym, but we rarely do the same thing for our brain. And so as you're first starting out and you maybe are faced with a lot, right? For someone who's listening to this conversation, who has a lot going on in business, at home, maybe health-wise, whatever it might be. And even aside from those things, the uncertainty of the world is so high. And so, you know, Ron, you said until recently, you haven't really been faced with this. Well, the higher the uncertainty, The more difficult it is for us to imagine any kind of outcome let alone a good one and Uh so maybe in the past they used to be a little bit easier we can look to the events of the past or really be more present but now that so many things are changing so quickly uncertainty is so high we have a a real big need as human beings to minimize uncertainty. Again, that's a safety mechanism that we have. That's a function of our body and our mind want us to be safe. We want to have things be certain. So I think one of the best tools to going back to what I said about this being a muscle that you flux and work on over and over again is recognizing it as such and giving yourself grace when it feels difficult at first, but tools like mindfulness. I am a meditation teacher and coach. I finally re- recorded my first meditation course, which I'm so excited to offer to others. Nice. You know, it's a tool that we've been talking about that has become more popular over the past, I would say like 10, 15 years. It's kind of like yoga It became super popular. Now it's just, you know, kind of a way of life. You know, there's yoga clothes. There's just books. It gets easy
1: it gets easier i I will tell you like i'm like how difficult (laughs) right so my wife and i we were doing yoga and like we suck at it like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sugarcoat it like it's it is really and my wife is like super athletic and i am not and she's she it's difficult it's a Mm. difficult practice but you do get better at it as you force yourself to continue to do
2: it. It's, you know, it's interesting, totally hear you on saying that you're bad at it right now. And there's, of course, a point to being realistic about right. where you're at currently. Yes. But it's the same with like imagining better outcomes, right? I bet when you first started podcasting, it was awful, right? You're yeah, the first yeah, podcast you ever yeah, recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You all right. have those things, right? Like right. me meditation and yoga teacher for the past seven years yeah when I have a beginner in class I know that they're struggling that's why we always ask right who's new to anything right I'm sure you would have asked me is this the first podcast you've ever recorded we always give beginners grace and we give them space and we're kind to them we just rarely do that to ourselves like when we're the beginner in that class we're like oh my god I'm so terrible I don't know where I'm stepping I'm not strong enough my muscles are weak I'm not flexible enough this will never get better it's the same thing. mindfulness. And, you know, when we first drop into a meditation, the very first meditation you ever do, you're just thinking the whole time and you're probably thinking about how bad you are at it. And that's the reality for everyone. And we don't practice those things, right? Mindfulness and meditation is pretty useless. If all we did it for is just to sit quietly for like 10 to 20 minutes at a time. The goal of doing those things is for the benefits that they provide to us in a real life. And those benefits come up during those times when you're anxious, when you're struggling to find that better case outcome and scenario when you feel that surge of stress hormones happening, and you want a tool to stop yourself from going further down that spiral. And I really love mindfulness as a tool because it really provides, it creates space from you and then the person who's thinking the the, the anxious thoughts. You're the person thinking them, right? You're not the thoughts themselves. And in that space is where mindfulness happens. It's where you can see yourself thinking the thoughts and then choose differently. So really mindfulness is the space to choose again when you're thinking of yourself of 2021, you know, was bad 2022 is going to be even worse. I can't think of anything better that's to come. Pausing yourself, noticing that thought, and then, hey, is that really so? I can't predict the future. So could there be a better possible outcome there? It's that mental muscle, just like going to the gym. Love it.
0: All right. I have a, a two-part question is, do you know and did, do you follow or like Tony Robbins being in the, in your space? I don't know. You probably know yeah. him. I'm not sure if you like him or not.
2: I do. I actually have been to every single Tony event.
0: Perfect. Okay. So <laughs> this past week he was at and did a few hours at uh, the event I was at, Funnel Hacking Live. And I mean, he's gone like four years now. So it's two years in a row. I've seen him there, but he made this comment and I bring this up because you recently had a, a little blog post or something about imposter syndrome. And Ron and I, we, as we teach people to launch podcasts, we talk imposter syndrome. Like what, you know, the question is why would people want to listen to me? Whatever, whatever. Right. And, and so the imposter syndrome comes up and, uh, but something Tony said about it and he was like, you, you know, obviously he's a little more crass in, in regards to his language, but he was like, it's BS. And, it is just fear. It is literally just, it's fear of us going to that next level. It was, you know, a long conversation on that, but you know, without going into detail of what you wrote on your article, I'd love to just kind of hear your take on, on imposter syndrome and on like, how does somebody just, you know, get over it uh, as quick as possible? Cause I know we all feel it as we level up in anything we do, but, but yeah, give me your take on, on imposter syndrome, if you would.
2: Yeah, of course. I actually have a workshop on imposter syndrome, and it's something I talk about um, with my clients often. And the first time that I put together and gave my imposter syndrome talk, I had imposter syndrome about the workshop. So, yeah, it's very real. Right. As I'm going through my slides of having read a number of books and studied um, the mindset tools around my uh, imposter syndrome at length. I'm like, who am I to talk about imposter syndrome? Like I feel it right now. But first of all, you know, I think it's about being realistic that it happens for all, perhaps not someone like Tony Robbins at this point, but there's only right a handful of people at his level in this world. And I think everyone else below that level still struggles with it. Right. So still someone with a million followers is, is probably like, who am I to speak to an audience of X amount of people? So it's just, it's being realistic with that. I think one of the core takeaways of the workshop that I give is just normalizing the fact that it's normal for all of us. It's normal for our manager. It's normal for the owner of the company we work for. It's normal for the president. Like everyone struggles with it at some point in their journey. And something I love, I haven't heard Tony speak on this exact topic before, but it's no surprise that he worked down to the level of underlying it is fear is because in the personal development community we like to talk about there are secondary emotions and then there's primary emotions and then there's kind of emotions that build you know all along the way on that so something like frustration That's definitely a secondary emotion, right? That's not the core of what's going on. There's something bigger underlying that feeling that's really serving as that trigger for frustration downstream. And we like to think that there's only, you know, working all the way down to the core emotions. There's only two, there's fear and there's love. And when we're in fear, we're moving farther away from love and it's hard to feel both at the same time. So one is kind of an antidote to the other, whether, you know, that's kind of a controversial view I found among the coaching community. So if that resonates with you, you know, just take it. If not, it's just interesting to think about, but the level of fear, right? Fear is what underlines imposter syndrome. I definitely resonate with that because remember what I said that stress on a physical level is just the body wanting us to be safe. And for so many of us, safety is our primary goal, right? Before everything else, before self-actualization, before having, you know, a book published, before having a family and starting a relationship. Safety for so many of us is at the core of it all. And then it's up to us through the work that we do, through taking action day in and day out, from the time that we're born throughout our adulthood, we chip away and we create things in our life despite the fear and the mechanism for, and the need for safety that underlies all of that. And so, you know, working down to that level of like, hey, beneath my imposter syndrome it's really the imposter syndrome is there as that secondary emotion underneath it though what am i actually worried about let's say you have imposter syndrome about publishing a book Well, maybe below that, you actually have a need to be safe, meaning that you don't want to go on a book tour, you don't want to be seen as an authority, you're self conscious about being on video, all of these, you know, safety things underneath it all you don't want to be judged when we work down to those underlying core things. Um, that actually underlie stress, fear, worry, things like imposter syndrome that are definitely secondary. Yeah, I think it's really real that we're just afraid to take action. And so once we know that, though, that's where those helpful reminders come back, right? It's like, hey, if I take this action, what is actually going to happen? How will my life change? And let's say that Just taking that example, because I am starting on writing a book, which I am genuinely looking forward to, but let's say someone wants to write a book, but they won't let themselves. Well, maybe they actually really don't want that because all the things that come with that will change their life in the direction that they don't want to see that change happen. So it's really always really helpful to just kind of unravel that um, emotion that you're feeling and just recognize that many of the things that we feel day to day are secondary emotions. There's something much larger, uh, much more core to who we are underneath that.
1: I I love that you brought up the love and fear piece because I agree with that 100%. You can't can't have fear and love at the same time because they're competing emotions and you end up losing your mind if you're trying to feed both of them right and so i I love that i
0: love that i love that um to add on that real quick ron yeah in in this past conference uh, they took out love and i think on purpose and whether the thought was already and the understanding was already there between fear and and love but they talked a lot about fear and faith Mm -hmm. and and they they brought it up in that in that sense and it all boiled down to Fear or faith. You either have faith that you can go and execute or and move forward, or and you won't die. Right? Like as the underlying fear. Right. And so you didn't. You, there's no certainty when you have faith. Right. It's all uncertain. And but the fear at, that wants that uncertain that wants the certainty, you know, struggles back. And so that they talked a lot about that. So it's kind of funny that we went to to that subject there. So I and
1: faith. Faith is extremely healing. Right. So if you have faith and you can like live in the faith there it heals everything like it it can can overcome the fear it can overcome all of these other pieces as long as you have the faith and your faith is strong enough to make those things happen
2: yes yeah
1: that's so good so so I think that's that's awesome I loved the being mindful part but I also loved give yourself grace if you're new and I'm probably going to use that one later in our takeaways but how do you help people like get there Cause I know, I mean, that's something Corey and I, we, we struggle with. And as, as coaches or managers, it's really easy for us to just say, just, just, just do it. Like, just do it. Like, stop, <laughs> stop thinking in yourself, just do it. Right. And that's kind of where we end up. Just, just do it and move forward. Done is better than perfect is what we say. But how do you get someone to truly give themselves grace in that, in that
2: area? Yeah, such a good question and definitely something that, you know, even with myself as someone who's building a business, it's something that I have to come back to every single day, every single time you level up in anything, right? it's another one of those thresholds of it's scary. I don't know what I'm doing. And the imposter syndrome comes up and you have to be reminding yourself again and again, that you're safe, that this is a muscle that you're flexing and to start and continue to refocus on what could go right. It's interesting that I think, you know, for entrepreneurs, especially, I think there's no point when you can really say that you're done. Maybe some, some, some of us who are in a corporate profession we reach a certain level and we're just kind of like happy there but i think and maybe that's the case for some entrepreneurs as well but by by and large what i see with people who are building something in the world is that every single time they reach a new place, right? It's like, okay, it's time to set new goals, a new vision. You look back and you realize that your goals have been met. And it's funny, in hindsight, I know this happens to me often. It's like, looking forward at a goal, it feels really scary. And it feels like a stretch. But then when you reach it, and you're looking back from that place of reaching that mountaintop, you're like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal. And it's like, when you realize that, like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal is when we kind of start to diminish all the work that went in. And now it's like, oh, my gosh, have to start all over again, have to aim higher. But recognizing that that again is a path that everyone takes and i know this is like such a cliche thing but falling in love with the journey right when you're building when you're actually in it like you're ascending the mountaintop and something is within reach but you have to keep working for it i find that those who set out on big goals big vision the archetype of the person is someone who loves the challenge. And so once the challenge is met, it's like, oh, okay, time for the next thing. So it's really like for me too, let's just take the example of me making this meditation course. A year ago, I had imposter syndrome around someone wanting to listen to me talk for 30 minutes at a time in their ear, helping them relax, right? Something like that. But now that it's all recorded and done, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so easy. What do you mean? Like now this product is out in the world. I've figured out all the steps around it and it's ready to go for me when I was doing that when I was actually recording the meditations when I was writing my scripts I take a conscious moment to like remind myself when I'm in the building process like this is the fun part and right now I'm super fortunate to be here in Mexico City connecting with other entrepreneurs I'm at a co-working space so again super nice to be in person in that creative energy. So it's in the late nights on Saturday night, we order takeout and we're all course creating here and we're sharing experiences. And, you know, it's so fun to be in that creative process of like swapping things out and iterating and what would be even better for those that end up listening to this, like thinking of that final outcome, but also loving where you are. And this quote has been popping up over and over again for so many days now, it's really funny, like social media, these things get picked up. It's that you are currently living at least one of your former prayers. And just being reminded of that right like as you're going through it like at every step, yes, you're going to aim higher but like love where you currently are. And just be honest with the fact that imposter syndrome comes up at every single level, you get an opportunity to flex that mental muscle at every single level that's how strong the stronger it gets is through that journey. And that's why you have people like, you know, Tony Robbins who are completely unafraid to speak to a stadium of 50,000 people. Like imagine that to him, that's a no big deal. Right. And so we get to keep working and growing and building that resiliency through our own mindset barriers, through our own imposter syndrome. And it's like, looking back, how fun is it to see how far you've come at every one of those points in the journey? Love it.
0: Yeah, so good. So good. It's so funny. And and just from the entrepreneur side, Ron and I being around the the funnel community, ClickFunnel community, the, the big goal is a million bucks, right? Like receive an award when you hit a million bucks, but it is, that is just part of this journey. Like a million bucks will be great for, you know, the business for a year or two or whatever, but that's not the end goal, right? like the end goal is so much beyond that, even on the monetary side, uh, but the fulfillment that hopefully can come with anyone's own business through achieving that. And through that journey is just so important that people sometimes I think lose sight of. So uh, this is so, so good. The timely conversation that we're having today is pretty fun. All right. So I know you mentioned hindsight, hindsight hacking. And our goal is to get, you know, our guests take on their hindsight to give our listeners better foresight. And so I'm going to, direct my question towards when you made the switch, right? When you were stressed out, burnt out, building a business on the side and things were crazy. And then you finally one day decided, okay, I'm all building this business and I'm going to help people with stress because that's where my passion is. Like walk us through when you felt that moment. And then just thinking about like in hindsight, could you have made that decision sooner? Could you have made the leap sooner uh, because Ron and I have our own story of like, we had built building the side business, both working full-time jobs. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, it's time. It's like, we're being, we're burnt out working two things right now and uh, trying to do the family life. And and then once we've made the decision, we haven't looked back. Right. And so I'd love to hear your take on that.
2: Yeah. I love that question because I realized that corporate wasn't serving me back in 2015, I would say. And I had this like, oh my God moment. Like I worked so hard. I got a master's degree, I hustled forever. Now I have a great job where I'm well-respected, well-paid. Like I want to be clear with everyone listening, right? Like it doesn't always like, just because I was burnt out, I still loved where I was. It's just that I wanted something different. And so, yeah, that happened in 2015, but I actually didn't end up quitting my corporate job until 2020. So that's a long stretch of time. And I, I started diving in on podcasts and books, right? Kudos to podcasts, because that was like my entry point into personal development and really into entrepreneurship. Because before that, I, you know, after that, I started reading the four-hour work week. And it was like the typical checklist of someone who's looking to quit their job. But it really started with podcasts. And Lewis Howes is someone whose community I've been listening to and, and following forever. And really, he was coaching someone either on a live call or on a QA. and a and someone was like, well, Lewis, should I just do it? You know, I'm younger than I will ever be. Like, is this the right time? And he's like, hey, you know, don't make decisions out of fear. Don't make decisions out of anxiety and stress. Be more calculated. And that really struck with me because when you first realize that for yourself, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm in a place that isn't serving me. What should I do? Should I leave right now? Right. Like a lot of like social media and things like that will have us believe that, There's no time like the present right now is the time to go. But I am actually in, you know, a different point of view of just like, no, be calculated about it. Don't make decisions from fear and build something that will actually last. Because I also see a lot of people who do quit. And then they're in panic mode. And then they're trying to figure out, you know, how to get any sort of income and especially those who have a family to provide for. Right. There's so many more decision points in play there. And so for me, that was really sage advice at that moment because I, you know, was in a pretty bad place of like the physical toll that stress was having on my body, the anxiety, the fatigue. But hearing that, I was like, you know, there might be a better way to do this, a more calculated way, again, a more long-lasting way. Again, it's not for everyone to just like quick cold turkey. I think for me, why I realized 2020, April, 2020 was the right time to go is for a couple of reasons. First of all, throughout those five years, I worked on all my certifications. So my yoga meditation and health coaching certifications were all with me as well as personal development events. I went to this house events, Tony Robbins, and so many other seminars where I connected with other people because in 2015... I didn't really know what the path forward would be. So I had to piece it together and I had to surround myself with a community of other entrepreneurs, see how people are building online businesses, what's podcasting about, how does a person just have their own website? I knew none of that. And so it was like a really gradual step-by-step chipping away process that was so valuable. I was also saving money. I always say, you know, one of the key things to have in place is making sure you can provide for yourself to not make decisions out of fear. And by the time 2020 came around, the way I knew that it was the right time is all of those things were first in place. So I felt safety. My need for immediate safety was fulfilled. Taking care of the fear. And the second thing is it was truly a moment where I knew I couldn't show up to work the next day. I was so excited about other things. And I quit, I believe on April 3rd, it was a Friday. And I truly like, if you ask me to, and paid me a bunch of money to come in on Monday, I couldn't. At that time, I was just completely focused elsewhere. And I knew it would be a disservice to those that were working with me. So always thinking about, you know, that as well. And so I really think our journey is our own. And comparing ourselves and learning from others is useful to a point. But yeah, it's so important to honor where you are. And with that knowing of my own process, I now give others a lot of grace as well. So if someone is, I know that I can support some, one in coaching, right? And I'm so excited for them. And I know I could see it in their eyes, but they decide to now go through with it at that time. I remember back like, hey, they're giving themselves grace. I need to honor that. And there's the right moment for all of us to take a leap. I really think that there's no wrong turns because it's all your own journey. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how I made this, the decision.
1: I love all of that. I love all of that. And I know there's people listening they are like, how do I get involved? How do I get connected? How do I hook up with her? Like, how do people get involved with you? And kind of what are you working on now?
2: Yeah. So I am currently still focusing on one on one coaching. I am always going to make time available for that because that just lights me up so much. So to find out more about that, my website is some of all That's S U M of all positive.com that dose of positivity you can always count on me for that my instagram channel is also where i post a lot of guided meditations that are free and it's just some of all positive on instagram and i also have now the corporate wellness side so yes this is me speaking and reaching more uh, people hopefully more and more i love talking to an audience and really seeing that progression of like hey stress doesn't have to be your reality forever. There's nothing that I love more than walking someone through that process. So I talk to teams virtually and in person. I do desk yoga, mindfulness webinars, different health topics. So I'm so excited to have that be part of what I do now as well. And then, like I said, my meditation course, I will be sharing about that more on my social media this month as it's finally available. So yeah. Nice.
0: Love it. So to anybody out there, yes. The link to some of all positive will be in the show notes. Feel free to hit the link and head on over. But one final question from me today, and let's, I I wanted to focus on the food and what is, in your opinion, like all the fad diets, all that craziness uh, that's out. What's like the takeaway, sleep and water. What's the one like feed food thing that it's, you're just like, you need to go do that. I don't care what Mm. it is. It's not part of a diet. It's part of every diet on the food aspect. Is it juicing? Is it just plates full of veggies? Is it, what is the, what is your recommendation on the food side?
2: Well, of course, veggies are always going to be really nourishing, but what I like to talk about with my clients from like the health um, coaching point of view is eating for your heritage. And this is, I think, still really rarely talked about. And I really think this is the key to why some people can thrive on a vegan diet. Some people can thrive on a carnivore diet. Some people can eat pizza and pasta and never gain weight. It really like there's so much frustration in nutrition, right? This is like one of the most controversial things, right? Politics, religion, nutrition. Don't tell someone how to eat. Don't take away someone's like home-cooked lasagna. No way. Look, this is, I think, the missing piece is that when we're not eating the way that our evolution like our personal evolution has evolved thinking back to you know where do we come from what's our ancestry it's so fascinating to actually learn and dig into what your genealogy is that's why you know my friends who are vietnamese can't have milk because their ancestors grew up without milk and now of course that population is lactose intolerant versus my ex-boyfriend who is scandinavian They can have milk all they want. That is literally one of the main food groups that Scandinavian countries have grown up with. So, you know, beyond like all the different fad diets, I think it comes back to just listening to the body, noticing how different foods make you feel. And I promise you, there's usually a link between that and how your parents, your grandparents, and so on used to eat. So I think that's just like rarely talked about.
0: I think that is my absolute favorite nutrition answer I have ever heard. Like sleep, water and your heritage. Like come on, people. That's that's gold. There's no
2: one size fits all. That's why we all can't get along and we keep butting heads in nutrition. But it's like, hey, where do we come from?
0: (laughs) Oh love it.
1: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well we are so thankful that you came on the show today. We'd love to have you back another time if you have time. But we are thankful anybody that wants to connect, make sure they do and shoot that website one more
0: time
2: some of all
0: positive.com <laughs> thank
2: you thanks ron thanks Corey this was so fun
0: thank you we'll talk soon bye 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 all right everybody that is another interview in the books and i don't know about you ron but Marina is pretty awesome like that was she's probably been one of the most inspiring like mindset coaches we've had around because she's she's not looking at it as she's the end-all be-all she's looking at it as how to help the person and what is different for that individual versus someone else. And I loved every aspect of that conversation. So I know we'll definitely learn more from her in the future, but before we get to the future, let's talk about a few takeaways.
1: I I got two that come to mind right away. And I agree with you, Corey. I think she was one of the, the better mindset coaches that we've had on the show because of how she approaches it. Right. And so one, awesome. Awesome. But here's my two. And, and this, these are probably why she's good, right? Because she gives herself grace and she asks you to give yourself grace, right? And, yeah. and I, know, I know how important that is. So you have to give yourself grace in order to be healed, to get through, to fill in the blank, right? So that's one. The second one that she said, and it was in passing, but it's super powerful, was work to build something that will last, like build i mean it was it was interesting Rachel and I were doing a bible study today and it says you, you people long to have a legacy and you want to be seen or remembered for more than the dash on your tombstone, right so you got your birthday and your end date and then the dash symbolizes your life right and so you you want to build something that will last
0: yeah yeah so many good takeaways in there but the the one i want to bring up And is she is in regards to the whole conversation around breath work, Mm. and it's it's never been anything like you and I have really ever done. George Bryant is one of the few entrepreneurs I know that's like heavy into it. But but the way like it kind of went back to it can bring down the stress. It can bring you back to the present moment. It can save you when you actually need to be stressed because of fight or flight type thing. But then the the piece that hit me on that was, if you remember, you know, like Jeff Wickersham, he meditates every day, right? Like, and then I was doing it really good in 2021 for a long time. And I fell off the wagon. And, but part of me was doing this meditation. and And it was like, just trying to be quiet for 10 minutes. It was trying to get into that, that mindset, but it wasn't, I didn't have it as like, this is going to help me throughout my day. This is going to help me beyond these 10 minutes. And I feel like that's partially why I fell off the wagon because Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking at it in the long term, and I wasn't doing the breath work to get it to be relevant throughout the entire day. And I was just checking the box. Like, yep, I did it. I did my workout. I did my, my 10 minutes of meditation. Like, you know what I mean? And so uh, that just made me feel and, all the ways that I failed in that aspect and why I fell off that wagon and how breath work and having, how, having it as a mindset of this can help me in the long run, not just for these 10 minutes. And so I loved every second of that.
1: Yeah, no, I thought it was great. And and the checklist is hard because we live off a checklist. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and look, I've done it. I mean, you and I have had plenty of conversations on plenty of examples of a checklist, right?
0: Yeah. And we're checking off our water. Oh, check. Got check. my glasses of water in. Check, right? So we, we have to be
1: intentional, you know? So if if you are trying to do X, Y, and Z, as long as you do it intentionally, you'll be successful.
0: Yep. All right. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you for so much for watching. I assume you're going to watch this at some point. Right. Otherwise, what are you doing? Come on, head on over to our Facebook group. Check it out. Head to our YouTube channel. Check it out. Or, you know, listen to it on your favorite podcast listening platform. Absolutely. See you guys next time. Did you know that Hindsight Hacking Media Agency, we do all things podcasts from launch. If you're already doing 10,000 downloads in a week, we handle everything. All you have to do, record it and forget it.
1: Guys, if you're launching a podcast, get with these guys. I could not honestly hit the charts without them.
0: I'm not getting paid for this,
1: but working with both of you, the professionalism and the system that you guys had to launch the podcast. You guys killed it. We want to help the impactors create an impact by just letting you be you and not worry about all this other crazy stuff. Connect with us. All the links will be in the show notes. See you next time. Go create an impact.